Welcome to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, the podcast. I'm Laurel Boyven, here with my co-host, Laurel Holland. Thank you for joining us as we dive into how doing your inner work or the beautiful work is the amazingly effective pathway to creating the life of your dreams. Our hope is to inspire you to explore who you are, who you want to become, and what you want to do with this one precious life. Because when you change, the world changes. And when you do your inner work or the beautiful work, you make the world a more beautiful place for all of us. Welcome back to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, where we are talking all things inner work, which is what we call the beautiful work. So friends, we're glad you're here with us today. And hi, Laurel. How are you today? I'm well. How are you today? I'm doing really well, and I'm looking forward to uh, diving in on our topic. Again, we'll just let you know, friends out there, since you're in our little circle here in our little chat space, <laughs> that we, re- we, we already recorded this once, but I am the technical person, and the recording wasn't started. So we're back to do it again, and this time my recording is going, and I'm excited to talk about it again, Laurel, because... I feel like after we talked about this topic the first time, actually, I felt like more stuff came up for me. And I, and I also realized, um, I think what a big topic it is. So let's, let's just share that with our, with our listeners, which is the topic we're calling it the big C, which is commitment and commitment struggles, because many of us do struggle with commitment. And we're going to try to help you break down why that might be for you as we chat it out today. What do you think, Laurel? It's going to be good. I can't wait to talk about this again. I know. So when we, um, when we last convened and we didn't record at the end, we had said, let's start here. And I want to bring us back there because I felt like that was uh, really important. And you said it, do you remember what you said, Laurel? Remind (laughs) me, please. Well, what you said was of the essence of what you said, was that we, there's so much opportunity for growth and um, ability to do your inner work and your beautiful work and to really grow and flourish in a space of commitment. And so I felt like this was like why this topic is so darn important and can be so um, useful for our listeners and our friends out there to explore and spend some time with. Yeah, commitment is a big one. And we do, we, we learn so much about ourselves with each commitment that we make yeah, and how we show up in that commitment. Right, right. And, and where our struggle is in the commitment, if we're struggling in it at all, it can be such a revelation to do the work of kind of detangling what that's all about yes. and what that might be sh- telling you about yourself, right? Yes, yeah. 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 So um, when you think about um, commitment struggles, right? Uh, what is the first thing that comes up for you, Laurel? You know, it's interesting because I often think a commitment struggle shows up when, um, for me, when I commit to something, but I've changed and, the, and I still hold steadfast, loyal to a commitment that I had previously made, right? And so that that does create a little bit of a struggle, an internal conflict for myself, where where it's maybe 
a conflict between my word and my heart. Right. Oh, a conflict between my word and my heart. I love that. That that in and of itself is something for all of us to really think about when we're when we are conflicted. What a great way to break that down a little bit. Yeah. Right? And what's and in I your think, heart? And what's in your head? <laughs> right? Yeah. And you know what? It's interesting because as that kind came through to me, I was thinking, and now I'm thinking, you know, I coach a lot of clients on values and boundaries and so much of conflict is created in our heads right we think Uh we think about conflict we recognize conflict in a cognitive way Uh but but when i think about our internal conflicts those are harder to recognize Uh yeah so i guess that's where the the heart and your word you know for me comes out Right. I love that. And I always think of um, confusion being in your head. And if you can get down into your heart, into your body, your body tends to be able to sort things out. Your heart tends to sort it out well, right? There's, there's great information in your heart and in your, your full beingness that your head oftentimes just goes round and round about concepts, ideas, what you're supposed to do, rules, agreements, like all this stuff, right? And and what we really want or what really feels right and true and good for us really comes from that space deeper down in our in our body. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well what about for you when you think about commitment? What what str- struggles yeah. and commitment? Struggles and commitment. I think for me the conflict um feels like uh um, my, my experience has been my deeper truth is conflicted with what I think I'm supposed to do or how I've shown up previously. And I'm, and I'm, like you said, I'm changing, right. And growing or expanding and I'm, and I'm struggling with like, Oh, how do I, how do I keep my commitment or how do I, how do I honor, you know, my relationships, but, all, but myself as well. Right. And myself as well, not about myself and myself as well. And I think that this is why I love this topic, because I feel like oftentimes our commitment struggles lead us back to how have we maybe abandoned ourselves and what we really want and how have we not kept that commitment first and foremost, so that we can show up as our full, vibrant, engaged self. And I think that that's, that's a little bit of the key there. It really is when you, you know, think about, I mean, the concept of our, of abandoning our, abandoning ourselves is not a concept that is easy to admit or yes. easy to, to accept that that is a behavior or pattern in people's lives. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, I might even be bold enough to say, maybe we're conditioned to do that as women in particular. So where are you keeping a commitment to someone else and not a commitment to yourself that does create a struggle in a relationship right yeah, and yeah. and there there are times that you have to really it it has to be my relationship with myself but not the other relationship right because yeah. sometimes you can't reconcile the differences between both, right? Maybe you can't honor the relationship with yourself and the, and honor another relationship. 
Yeah, I, I let's use an example here for our um, friends out there that are listening to us uh, so that we can really make sure they get sure. what we're talking about here. And the one that's coming up for me is um, I always go back to uh, the first practice of my inner power wheel, which is listen to your wake up calls. And the basic wake up calls, right, are I'm hungry, I'm tired, I'm overwhelmed, I'm anxious, I'm uh, my, my body is giving me clear sing- signals that I am in need of something. And oftentimes we have been conditioned to put that aside, carry on and get things done, you know? Yes. And that is abandoning ourselves. That is abandoning our body, our body's needs, our clear signals that we are not in a place of self-care and balance and, and, and inner harmony. And so we are literally, every time we do that, we set ourselves down the path of some sort of, eventually, if you keep going, crisis, ultimately, ill health, whatever it turns out to be. And uh, the, the road back is to come back and get back in touch with, you know, if you're tired, you, you're the only one that's going to set up your life to rest and to sleep enough, right? Nobody else is going to do it for you. Nobody's going to say, Oh, hey, you look tired today at work. Go take a nap in the back room. You know, nobody's always going to say that. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just had this conversation with a client that um, there is no one in the universe that's going to take care of your heart's desires. No one. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's our job. What you yeah. need ultimately. Yeah. Um, you know, in thinking about the an example I can give, it all it comes up a lot with. Um, with my first marriage, you know, mm-hmm. that was a marriage I entered into, you know, till death do our, do us part. And, uh, it, 10 years later, it, it no longer was a healthy relationship for all. I'm going to say both of us, but yeah, you know, I shouldn't speak for my ex-husband, but, uh, for me, it was no longer a healthy relationship. And so I had really did have a struggle with, but I had given my word right? All of my expectations about who I was, and what I was signing up for, you know, I had to really unravel and decide, I was abandoning myself in that relationship. You know, I, I had completely lost myself in that relationship. um, For a number of reasons. And so it is that, that's a good example of, you know, struggles and commitment where I was committed to my word, I was committed to my family, I was committed to my marriage. But I realized I really needed to strengthen my commitment to my, my own self and well being, right? Yeah, yeah. And I know, uh, having gone through my own divorce, and, and such an incredible struggle around uh, coming to terms with that. And uh, initiating that, being the one to initiate that, and and being a person that feels you know like commitment is high on my priority list, and I'm a I'm a loyal kind of person, and um, loved my family so deeply, and so fearful of hurting anybody or doing damage to my children, and so there was so much to be considered, and yet I think you know on the other side of that, what I've what I've come to honor is that. Um, you know, marriage, marriage for me now, I don't define it as a, as a lifetime commitment. I define it as a daily commitment, as a daily practice of being together 
and being alive and vibrant and showing up fully in that relationship and being completely honest and, and truthful about, you know, where I am. And to me, that makes for a really beautiful marriage where to be committed to something that you aren't wholeheartedly there for, to me, ultimately what I came down to was I felt like I was betraying both myself and all, and my husband, my first husband. And that felt really wrong, you know? Yeah. And that's a great example because I have seen that happen in, in careers in the workplace. It happened for me at, at a couple points in my career. You know, I was still in a job, in a role, but but I was no longer committed to it, yeah. right? And it and it. So I was committed to it because I had given my word. I was good at it. You know, I was paid well for it. All of those external, you know, indicators yeah. that it was the right thing. And you know, it was and working. then and it was, it was working. It was working, <laughs> and I signed right. up for this, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But but I had changed enough, and I wanted more. And so I had to come to terms in that place too with, you know, what is, what is my greater need right now? My need for the pieces of me that the job fulfills or me, right? Who should I be committed to? Yeah. Yeah. And this is, this is, uh, this is, an opportunity when, when we find ourselves in these, what I love to call as a crossroad name of my latest book, you know, because it is our, some part of us is calling us to usually go down a different path to take a turn in the road. Right. And, and the crossroad is standing at that place where we're being called to do something else, to, to make a change of some kind. Right. And, Ooh, it's hard. We've committed to this, or we feel like we're, you know, it, it, how do we work out, right? Bringing all of ourselves into this decision of making a turn that might feel scary or unknown, or the the, the clear path isn't yet carved forward out the other way, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, we wrestle it's- at these crossroads. I like to say, you know, kind of wrestling around in there and going, oh, what am I gonna do? <laughs> It, it is. It's, you know, it happens, you know, several times in a lifetime, perhaps when you find mm. yourself at a crossroads. And, and so that does create that struggle in the relationships, right? And yeah. it reminds me of, uh, I used to tell my children when they were growing up, um, the rule of respect for yourself and others at all times, right? And so how do you, how do you navigate a, a struggle, a commitment struggle, a relationship that no longer serves you. How do you navigate that and take a different, you know, a different path at the crossroads respectfully of all parties? It's, it's not easy. It's not easy, but you can do it. And I will say, having gone through it, it takes two people. I think in a relationship, when you get to a crossroad, if you need to take a turn, turn away from the relationship and move on. And uh, we did another uh, podcast on that. So check that one out. Um, is is uh, the other person has to wrestle through, you know, your decision or your need to, to move on. And then they have to um, 
I like to think if you're really in a committed relationship and one person needs to move on and the other person isn't ready or doesn't want it, how do they, how do you surrender to that? Right. In a way where you recognize, look, uh, for, to ask them to stay or to insist that they stay or to call them bad for leaving, it doesn't really honor to me, honoring the commitment is I'll love and cherish you always. It's like, okay, well then I need to let you go. It's that old saying of what, what is it? What is, do you know that old saying? Or, of, I, I can't <laughs> speak it, but I know it, right? If you love something, set it free, right? If it yeah, comes yeah. back to you, it's yours. If it doesn't, it never was. Right. Um, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, you know, and it, it, I mean, we're talking a lot about the commitment we make in relationships, but, you know, even smaller commitments, I think about, you know, committing to plans on two weekends from now that mm-hmm. when the time comes, you might have a conflict with, right? Or mm-hmm. committing to a, a project at work that maybe you shouldn't have taken on to begin with, right? Yeah. How, like yeah. uh, uh, taking a job and then finding out in a short period of time, it's not for you. Yeah. Um, all of those even small commitments, if, if you are like me and take my word very seriously, you know, when I commit to something, I loyal doesn't even explain what I tell myself I have to do now that I've committed. Um, And I can give a great example. A year ago, I had, I had made a commitment to co-host a new networking group in New Hampshire. Um, And I was excited about it. I thought it was going to be great. I was at a place where I was really looking to meet new people um, it would be good for my business. It'd be good for my leadership skills, all the things. And I love connecting with people. Um, and pretty quickly, you know, within three or three weeks, I realized it was not for me. And I had some internal conflict with what I was being asked to do and what felt right to me. And I had to renege on my commitment. I had to let them know that I you know, as of a certain date, I, I wouldn't be co-hosting anymore. And I left that situation before they had another person to fill that spot. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing I was letting people down, but knowing that I really needed to put myself at least on equal footing, you know, right. to my word, to my word uh, yeah, that I had yeah. given. So I think, you know, to our listeners, um, the commitments you make, it doesn't have to be a, a marriage or a divorce or, or any of those big things yeah. that you might find, find a conflict that conflict happens even in the smallest commitments yeah. we make. I am so glad you brought that up because it came up for me as I was talking about crossroads. Cause I, I think of, you can think of every decision that you make all day long as a crossroad. I can do this and a commitment. or I can do that. Right. And a commitment. Exactly. And the one that stands out for me, you know, is um, uh, for uh, one, one of the big ones that I've been working on for a while and continuing to refine, right. Is uh, as I get older, I need less and less food. I came from a place in my life where I could eat constantly, whatever I wanted, never had to worry about it. Stayed the same size. Like, People, you know, the kind of people that most women are like, ooh, I don't like you. Why do you, well, you're so lucky, right? But it was just how my metabolism worked, right? And well, lo and behold, you know, that ended at, at menopause and crossed over that line and that wasn't that way anymore. Now that's a lot of years of habitual 
eating what you want, not thinking about it, not worrying about it to, to begin to change that habitual pattern, those grooves that are in my brain and in my being and, and in my, my, I love food. I, I love it. I love it for uh, connecting with other people. I love it for just the pleasure of eating it, the taste, the whole, you know, the whole experience of sitting down to a meal for me is so pleasurable. And it's been a long journey of really consistently, continually, consistently stop now, stop eating now you're full. And yet, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I don't want to be done. <laughs> I'm having a good time and this is tasting really good, you know? Yeah. And, and that's the, that's what we're talking about. You know, like the, this is a commitment to yourself. I'm either committing to continuing to enjoy the experience regardless of how I feel or listening to my body. When my body says you're done, you've had enough honoring my body, right? Not abandoning the need to um, feel good in my body every minute, right? Yes. And what I love about that example is the change that, that you are responding to by making a new commitment was not necessarily a change that you decided you were going to make it's your body your body is changing you are changing right your needs are changing not because you want to but because we change and evolve as as we grow and and age and so you know you have to really figure out how do you accept what what your new state is and let go of those past commitments and pleasure yeah. centers and yeah, you know, yeah. And, and needs, right? Well, right. I need, I you know I've spent a lifetime needing a second helping. Why not now? Yeah. I, I, one of the things, so I will, for anybody out there who's, who's working on this same kind of, you know, change in, in um, eating habits um, at any level, one of the things that has really helped me um, is being aware, first of all, being clear that I have a desire to feel a lightness of being. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I cross a line in my eating experience, I, I take, I take that away for a, you know, good, good hour, maybe two, who knows how long, depending on how much I take in. Right. And so I've taken my opportunity to feel that away. And when I feel that lightness of being that it is that I have a deep desire to experience pretty much throughout the day, you know, like the high energy, lightness of being vibrant, you know, uh, um, uh, uh, energy and overall, I, I have to tune in, I tune into it and I, and I make an effort to really tune into it more and more and say, this is how I want to feel. This is how I want to feel. I love how this feels. I love feeling this lightness. I love feeling this um, energy, uh, energetic, high energy experience, right? So that I am, I am telling, giving myself the message, right? That I'd rather have this than that. That this is the ideal for me right now, not that. And I can still sit there and enjoy and have a good connection and experience and slow down, enjoy every bite, right? But um, so, but these are hard habits to change. They definitely are. And big commitments to make to ourselves. And so we come back to, which is kind of where we're going to wrap up today, Laurel, is this idea of the more we, I think, the more we truly commit to ourselves, right? And the deepest truths, wants, needs in our body and our beingness, 
the more vibrantly we show up in our relationships and the most, more wholeheartedly we show up. And I think the more capable we are to be committed fully there in a way that serves both ourselves and the other people. Yes. And that's big. Yeah, that is really big. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so let's leave our our listeners with with maybe a journal prompt or two. Um, Anything come for you? I would say... do a little inventory. I love inventory. So, you know, I'm a big inventory taker. That's why, that's why I love my, my live your own power journal. Cause there's so many inventory opportunities in there, but do an inventory of where you feel like you are committed in relationships right now. And then maybe make a, a list beside it and then put uh, any conflicts that you're experiencing in there. Right. And start to look at what those conflicts might be to begin to map out making use of them right? Like where we started at the beginning. If you do have, are having struggles and commitments, right? Let's break down exactly what they are and where they are and what inner work can you be doing to begin to make use of this and hopefully resolve the conflict ultimately over time. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's a good one. You know, I think that um, what was coming up for me was what are, what are, again, the inventory, which I hear as list making, right? But maybe we don't need to list anything. Maybe it's just noticing and being aware. You can make it as a circle, right? It doesn't have to be a long list, a linear (laughs) list. (laughs) That's right. What a concept. Um, concept. So what are the things that you do every day that are commitments to yourself that that you don't even you're not even aware that it's a commitment it it might be something like brushing your teeth brushing your hair whatever you do sitting down at the dining table for a meal um you know what are those commitments that you're already making for yourself and then i would challenge our listeners to go one step further and is there something is there a heart's desire that they could make a small daily commitment towards Mm. right now. And so I think that this journal prompt really does get us, sometimes we think when we're in conflict in a commitment or we're at a crossroads, sometimes our responsibilities and our obligations to others get in the way and we don't have the belief that we're strong enough to commit to ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. But once we show ourselves that we commit to ourselves every day in very small ways, where can we push, you know, strengthen that commitment muscle to ourselves? Oh, that's so great. Uh, and everybody out there, just Laurel just said a, a, a really important point. So glad. Right from the beginning to the end of this show, we've added <laughs> some really great stuff in here. And that is you have a commitment muscle. It's basic, think of it like a commitment muscle and you can grow it and you can fine tune it. You can put it in really great shape to support you in your life and help you serve really well, both yourself and others. So, um, absolutely. Okay, Laura. Well, that was great. I'm glad the second time through, we actually recorded. I just checked. Yes, we did record (laughs) it and (laughs) off we go. We'll be back really soon. Thanks, Laura. Bye-bye. Bye for now. Bye. We're glad you're with us on this journey. If you're ready to dive deeper into the beautiful work, 
join us in our private Facebook group where we continue the conversation and support one another in our inner work. Did you know that we're both life coaches? It would be an honor to work with you. When you're ready to dig into your own beautiful work, you'll find our contact information in the show notes. Thanks for being with us here at Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life. As you do your beautiful work, know that we're here for you. Are there topics that you'd like to explore? Send us an email. If you enjoyed the podcast, the best compliment we receive is when you share the podcast with a friend. We're glad you're with us to elevate the conversation and open up new pathways for all of us.